Let your spirit set people free today. Lord, wherever there's need for a miracle, today our hearts are open to a touch from you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate fresh oil. You may be seated for, two, for about 10, 15 minutes. I will be sincere with you that in this month, the instruction that I have received is to lead prayer meetings on Sundays. So if you have not prayed, you will pray. Amen? Let's go very quickly to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24 to 35. Before I go any further, I'd like to welcome everybody that's worshiping with us for the first time, even those that are online. Please let's welcome everyone. Right? Next weekend, we will have a very special weekend. Reverend Oscar Mumba will be with us next weekend. Um, he'll be with us for an entire weekend from Friday to Sunday. Reverend Oscar will be with us on Friday night, Saturday evening. We'll have a special Saturday evening, right? And a Sunday service. Please, you don't want to miss these three days of fresh fire. So please, if you are desiring counter and a touch from God, you don't want to miss today. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 30. Uh, today I want to teach on what I've entitled the ministry of fire. Ministry of fire. Uh, and so we're going to go through very quickly this. Can you play what you're playing? Right. And then we'll come back. We'll pray. The Bible reads, another parable he put forth to them saying, kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Now, I want you to pay particular attention to this, that it's not always that the seed is bad, but there's somebody else at play. Because the Bible says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servant, the servants of the owner said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? He said to them, An enemy has done this. Do you want us to gather them up? Let's read verse 29 and 30 together on the count of three. One, two, three, let's go. But he said, yes. Yes, verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. I want to teach uh, very quickly on what I've entitled the ministry of fire. We are going to pray and encounter the fire of God. Amen. I want you to know that the very first time we encounter uh, somebody's destiny is in Genesis and it seems to have a location. And I've realized that destiny is location sensitive. That 
it's one thing for us to have Christ, but it's also important for us to know that God wants us to be somewhere. And we see that also echoed in the book of Exodus when the Lord appears to Moses and we see the very first deliverer, quote unquote, right? And the Bible says, I have heard the cries of my people in Egypt and I want you to bring them out to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Meaning not only did God want to be with them, God wanted to take them somewhere. I want you to know that God wants you to be somewhere. God wants you to be in a specific location that is flowing with milk and honey. But I've realized that there's also an enemy at play. And just like this man who sowed good seed in the ground, God has a good word. God has a good direction for you. God has good plans for you. But there's also another agent or another player in the picture. And that person is determined. Not, he, he may not be able to destroy but he's able to try and derail your purpose and your plan. And so I want you to understand that in the kingdom of God, deliverance is important. I, I want to redefine deliverance for many people. Because for me, deliverance is not just the, the manifestation or, or you know, people going all over the place. But I think deliverance is you being in the place that God wants you to be. If a package is being taken to a specific place, when it arrives there, you say it has been what? Delivered. Therefore, likewise, when you are out of alignment or where God wants you to be, right? Whether it is in body, whether it is in place, or whether it is in your own frame of mind, we call that some form of deliverance. Because deliverance is placing you in alignment with the purpose and the plan. And you know, many of the times the challenges we face are unseen. And it is the unseen challenges that seem to derail us. And the answer to the unseen challenges of life is seen in this parable of the sower where we are introduced to what we call the ministry of fire. I want you to know that John the Baptist himself described Jesus as an administer of fire. Because he says in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, he says, Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. What will he do? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and what? Fire. So Jesus did not just come to give you the Holy Spirit. He came also with fire. And there's a place for the fire of God in your life. I want you to know there's some things that the fire of God must deal with in your life. Because I've come to realize that the language of the spirit is fire. While we use words, the enemy only understands one thing, power. And so, Jesus came with not just the spirit of God, but with fire. And the purpose of the fire is to deal with the issues that the enemy brings into play. There is a place for the ministry of fire. And I want you to understand that the language of the spirit or the language of the realm of the spirit is fire. Look very carefully in 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 26. I want to go very quickly. 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 26. I want to go through scriptures quickly and I'm going to give you a few points and then we are going to pray. Amen. 
The Bible says, and David built there an altar to who? To the, to the Lord. Are we together? What did he do? And he offered burnt offerings, peace offerings. And what did he do? Are we together? What did he do? He called on the Lord. In other words, he prayed. To call on the Lord is to pray. But look at the response of God. The Bible says, and he, in capital letters, meaning God, answered from heaven. By what? At the end of prayer, if we have done what God wants us to do, we should experience the fire of God. One man of God says that the glory of God is proof that the protocols and processes of God have been followed. And the way God responds is by fire. Okay, in the, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. I know this scripture is not there. Give me 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 1. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I want you to understand that it is pointless for us to pray and not meet God. It is pointless for you to come here and go back with your issues. Somebody is a liar here. That the end of the matter should be the manifestation of God. When we've ended praying or gathering, the culmination of a meeting should be the glory of God. And too many of us are more concerned with programs than the power of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1. Look at this. Let's read this together on the count of three. One, two, three. Now when Solomon Hold up. When Solomon finished his prayer, what did he experience? Hey, when you pray, may you experience fire. This is not just a cliche where we say shout fire. No, when we pray, there must be an encounter with the fire of God. Because the language of the spirit is what? So fireworks. Now let's look at this story. And why I want to I want to put it in practical terms for you. Why you need the fire of God. Why you need to also encounter the ministry of fire. Number one thing that you need to understand is the fire secures your portion. Fire secures your portion. You see, this man was planting seed. Now seed is food security, correct? But fire is faith security. Oh. While seed may be food security, hey, fire secures your faith. You see, many of us are chasing security, our hustle, our grind, and we don't realize that the one thing that we need it's not more seed. The one thing that you need is more fire. Because you can have a good seed, beloved. But without the fire, you may not be able to preserve and protect that which belongs to you. You could have a good marriage, but without a fire. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. You can wake up one morning and find your marriage in tatters. 
You can have a good home, but without the security of fire, you can wake up one day and find your home under attack. David understood this and he experienced this. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David takes himself to the front line. And while he's grinding on the front line, an enemy goes behind him and enters Ziklag. The Bible says, and the Amalekites entered Ziklag. And when David returned after three days, he found his house on fire. He found his, his wives, he found his children gone. Because while he was fighting in the front, he didn't leave a fire back home. The ministry of fire protects your portion. Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 5 shows us what the ministry of fire can do. The Bible says, for I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory. The fire preserves your life. Why you need the fire is it will preserve your faith. It will preserve your home. It will preserve your business. It will preserve your career. You see, you are busy chasing all manner of security. But what God is saying is if you can locate the fire, I'll secure your destiny. I'll secure your home. I'll secure your business. I can secure your career. That's what happened to Moses. Moses was washed up, but he located the fire. And as soon as he located the fire, he recovered his destiny. I pray for you today that as you encounter the fire of God, may you recover your destiny. May you recover your portion. May you recover your money. May you recover your business. May you recover your marriage. May you recover everything the enemy Elisha is surrounded. Oh, Elisha is surrounded by the enemy, and his servant comes out and says, Master, we are fit. And the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 6, Oh, Calebra Sokopa. The Bible says from verse 16 to 17, Elisha answered, he says, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than that against us. But the problem here is in the physical, we are less. But Elisha said, I'm not looking at things in the physical. I'm looking at things in the spiritual. And the Bible says in verse 17, Elisha prayed, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may and the Lord opened his eye the eyes of the young man and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of what? Elisha said they can't kill me I'm covered by fire the enemy can't kill your harvest it's protected by fire the enemy can't touch your home. It's covered by fire. The enemy can't touch your destiny. Oh, it's covered by fire. Somebody say fire. Come on, say it like you mean to say fire. The second thing that fire does, beloved, is that it brings conviction. 
see, if you don't have fire, you always question yourself. Oh. The servants were like, wait a minute, master. Didn't we have good seed? You see, when you don't have the fire, people will say, are you sure you are called? Ah, uh, Are you sure God is with you? Are you sure that the hand of the Lord has brought you this far? But there are people that carry fire. Oh my God. Shaka Patoska. There are people who carry fire. Who say that no matter what the enemy has done, I'll be able to separate the works of the enemy by the fire of God. Oh, what the fire of God does is that it begins to purify my preaching this morning. And what purification does is it burns away the chaff. The Bible says Jesus was the one who came to baptize by fire. And the Bible says that he would burn the chaff away. See, what the refiner's fire does is that it sheds off what is excess. Fire has the capacity to extract the promise out of the problem. Oh. Fire has the ability to separate because there's a certain level of heat and intensity that the works of the enemy cannot persist. Oh, there's a certain level of heat and intensity that sickness cannot prevail. Oh, there's a certain level of heat and intensity in your faith that trouble cannot remain. There's a certain level of heat, commandos keeper, and intensity in your faith that what is wrong with you will begin to leave you and you only remain with what God has deposited. He said, separate the wheat from the tares. And says the only way to deal with the tares is to bend. Don't respond to tears with more gardening utensils and tools. No, you deal with them by fire. The response is always fire. You see, the one that does not have fire will always be victim to the invisible forces of the land. You see, this, this is what I mean. What I've realized about the enemy is that the enemy has, you know, we give him less credit than he deserves. No, no, let me tell you the truth. I know we should be saying, satanic over. No, he's not. He's far from that. Believe me. He is very far from that. The devil is very intelligent. You know what he does? He lets you plant. And let you enjoy your planting and leave seeds of destruction and walks away. You don't even see him coming. Then at the time you're supposed to be harvesting, oh he's been growing along with you. He leaves a level of intelligence and information in your life. My God that it begins to track your career. Mm. And at the time they should be promoting you, he snatches the promotion away from you. He, 
He tracks your relationship with familiar spirits. Mm. And at the time you should be getting married, am I preaching in this place? Mm-hmm. He steals your marriage from you. He, he, he watches you get married and says that the time you should be giving birth. You see, the only way to deal with this beloved is by the fire of the Holy Ghost. You see, we've been trying too long to be intelligent. You've been trying to outsmart what you cannot see. But you see, fire has eyes that you don't have. Oh, fire can go to places that you cannot go. Fire can deal with issues that you cannot deal with. So at the time of trouble, beloved, you don't need a new strategy. You need more fire. Let me tell you guys the truth. This battle is very straightforward. It's altar versus altar. Ask Elijah. It's altar versus altar. The difference is who can command the fire. I'm preaching today. The difference is who has the capacity. And let me show you what happens when the fire comes of myself and I didn't give this one First Kings chapter 18 verse 38 to 40 I want you to see what happens when the fire of God comes upon your life begins to deal with things that you fail to deal with the entire time the Bible says then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now you and me would just be like, wow, this fire is just literally fire, right? Because it's in water, stones, the works. But that's not where it ends. The Bible says when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Can I say this? If you don't catch fire, people won't worship God. That, that's a, you know one of the reasons the church is struggling? lost fire. You are trying to convince people of a God that they can't see in you. We're not seeing him consume you. You see, the difference is fire. Can, Can I go a bit further? Because the fire of God will command different results to those that don't have the fire. Those that carry fire, oh, are not victims of their environment. They are victors over the environment. Those who carry fire are not products of their environment. They produce. If you don't catch fire, you will not be exempt to the struggles of the land. You will not be exempt to the geography and the climate issue. It's the fire that exempts you from what others are going through. You need the fire so that you can walk in the workplace. And they say that they are letting go of people 
and you say shakapatos krekapante my story is different ah you need the fire so when they're saying that you are sick and you're about to die you say shakampas kelebra whose report shall we believe ah thank god for the doctor's report but we shall believe the report of the lord fire exempts you you can't consume what's on fire where have you had fire being destroyed That's verse 40. And the fire fell. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them. Oh, when the fire comes, sickness cannot escape. When the fire comes, poverty cannot escape. Oh, when the fire comes, stagnation cannot escape. Or when the fire comes, all works of the devil cannot escape. What we need is the fire. Today I pray that you'll contact that fire. Please stand to your feet. We're going to pray.